There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. Before we kick off the show, I just wanted to take a moment to remind you that the ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is taking place in Barbados this summer. This, by default, gives all of my fellow cricket fanatics the perfect excuse to go and book a holiday to Barbados in June and experience firsthand the euphoric atmosphere at the Kensington Oval, the cricket mecca of the Caribbean. If the cricket alone isn't enough to tempt you, then let me be the one to remind you that a trip to Barbados can also include leisurely strolls along the breathtaking coastline, mouth-watering flavours of the world-class Bayesian cuisine, and, of course, plenty of rum. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, the best place to be a cricket fan. You're listening to the Cricket Collective on TalkSport 2 as part of the following on podcast. I'm John Norman bringing you an exclusive interview between two former England internationals, the former England bowler Steve Harmison and the former England and current Tottenham Hotspur goalkeeper Joe Hart to discuss his love of cricket, a promising career in the game and why he chose to play cricket in 2018 instead of watching the World Cup quarterfinal. You're listening to the Cricket Collective on TalkSport 2 as part of the following on podcast as Steve Harmison meets Joe Hart. Cork has got it though, taking it round. Dimitrelis chipped the ball into the box. Here's Papatimbi Gomez. It's another great save by Joe Hart. Decent ball in. Pelé is arriving. Comes back off of Hart. Davis has got a chance to shoot. He does. It's into the six-yard box. Tadic is there. Still alive. And Hart and company smother the ball. It goes out of play. Comes off of Tadic. And it's out for a goal kick. Sigurdsson's delivery. That one's better. And it's a header by Badaran Fernandez towards the far corner. And Joe Hart pulls out a magnificent save. Joe, thanks for thanks for joining us. Um, just want to talk about you know the game of cricket that we all love um, and your first abide memories, first sort of time you got into the game of cricket, and how? Um, I think I just kind of went with the with the English seasons, played football in the winter uh, and then cricket in the summer. Best friend of mine who still plays now, um, captain of my local team. His dad was um, was a strong minor counties player, so. I just followed him, followed him into it. Um, you know, my, no one in my family really plays cricket or football, actually. And played as a kid at schoolboy at schoolboy school level. I was going to ask you for you played at Marine last week, and I remember, I remember playing football as a kid from the 15s, playing at grounds like actually played at Marine, but grounds like Marine, thinking right, I've made it. This is the world. Was there any grounds in like that in the in the cricketing world where you were like junior? coming into sort of you know, teenage years where you think, oh, I've made it if I've played this ground. I, love, I would love to play at that ground. Um, we did we did nets at the Aegeus Bowl when that, when that just opened with, um, you know, at the Bunbury tournaments and stuff like that. Yeah. Midlands versus the North. We did that there, which was 
was pretty special. Old school, quick cricket. Uh, our primary school got to the final at Edgebaston. I couldn't believe that. <laughs> um, so yeah, stuff like that was were big moments in my cricketing career. And at what point? I don't, I don't know about you, but I'm of the opinion. I'm of an opinion that you get kids to play as much sport as they possibly can. All sports in your body defines which way you're going to go. At what point did you, your body decide, if it was your body, that decide that football was going to be the way to go and you had to put cricket on the back burner for a little bit? Um, I suppose I was just a lot further down the road with football. With my, I, I played for my local team. I was at like the Worcester Academy when I was about 14. Got some, you know, got some really good opportunities in cricket, but football-wise, I was, I was training with the first team. I was on the bench when I was 15, things like that. So at 16, you've got to make the decision. And I think the decision was almost made for me. I think my path was football and, you know, crickets. There's a, there's a long way to go, isn't there? You know, you don't really know quite know where you stand until you've, until you've made it in cricket. And I find in football, there's more, of a, there's more of a path and more of a, you know, kind of structured way of getting there. Ngidi into him again. That's another six. He sliced it over backward point. That's outrageous. How do you do that, Moen Ali? And there's one or two international players in that Worcester Academy as well, wasn't there? Yeah, there was. There was. You know, Mo was there. Played with him as well, Mo and Ali, with the with the Bunbury festivals. My best friend's older brother, Ed Foster. He was um, a county cricketer as well, so he was at Worcester. He was doing that then. Steve Davis, who plays at yeah, yeah, top player. Where's Steve now? Is he at Surrey? He's at Surrey now, yeah. Yeah, yeah. keeper batsman. Um, he was there. You know, he was really, really strong player for them. Um, who's the all-rounder? I think he's captain of Worcester now. Darryl, Darryl Mitchell, yeah. He's a PCA chairman, yeah. yeah, yeah. You, if you're playing in the Bumbries, if you're playing in the Bumbries, that's a good level of cricket. I mean, I've, yeah. I've always said if, if, if people play schoolboy cricket for Yorkshire, Lancashire, London schools, or you get a chance to play the Bumbries, you've got a chance. You've got a chance to make a name for yourself in the game. Yeah, I've got some, you know, I, I really enjoyed those tournaments. Um, I played for Shropshire, you know, not a, you know, a minor county. So, you know, we, we were good. We had a good team, but I got the opportunity to play at the Bunburys and play with some really good players. Played the year up one year as well. I, 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 people were giving me some really great opportunities in cricket that I really, really enjoyed. And you went into football. Cricket became a, a basically a hobby and a, and a love. You know, the, the, when, you, when you did go and watch the game of, of cricket out, of that, the admirers. Who did you admire when you when you were sort of growing up watching the game? Um, I've always enjoyed. I've always been like a fast bowler, so the likes of yourself when you and you know that starting attack, the two thousand and five Ashes. Oh, Stephen Hermanson with a slower ball. One of the great balls. That is very good. The swing works. The Oracle again. Well, well, well. Matthew Hoggar gets the breakthrough. I loved cricket anyway, but it was really nice to enjoy cricket with people who didn't enjoy it. That was, um, that was a real special time. I remember watching it on Channel 4. Yeah, it, it was nice to be able to talk cricket with people who didn't necessarily um, want to talk cricket. So you guys really kind of lit the, lit the flame. Um, I, and I've been a real big England fan ever, ever since. I've always supported England, but now I, I, I can kind of only really link football supporters with their love of the team with how I feel about England you know I don't really care win, lose or draw I'm with them In the, in, in the cricket arguably there's not much crossover between cricket and football but the one probably crossover I can put between cricket and football is goalkeepers standing obviously standing next to the crowd bowlers fast bowlers going down to the crowd you yeah. must 
One, do you get some stick, obviously? Two, do you ever get that? I've, I've had this moment many times, that Cantona moment, thinking, I've had enough of you. I'm coming over. I'm going to get you because I've had enough of the, the, the stick that you get. I've always really enjoyed it. I've, you know, like you say, the position that we're in, I've had it from, from 16. Um, and in real, you know, two, 3,000 seater stadiums where you can hear every single word that everyone's saying, you know, the most old school of, of insults. Um, at the level where people don't actually know anything about you. So, you know, they're talking about my brother and I haven't even got a brother. Um, <laughs> and then right the way up to kind of Stamford Bridge, that real strong Cockney accent kind of just berating you and they're right next to you for the whole game. But I, I've always quite enjoyed that. In fact, I've really enjoyed it. And if, if someone's stepping too far, I quite enjoy kind of looking at the guy, maybe two or three down from them and saying, oh, mate, <laughs> and just seeing how angry someone can get because you've got to enjoy it. You go, just, just ask them if they're Australian. Simple as that. Just ask them if they're Australian. <laughs> I bet their boys you know, are. You stand, you stand the boundary in Australia and it's your mum, your sister, and then your wife. And actually I did. I picked on one guy in Adelaide. It was, it was, I thought it was quite amusing. After, after I bowled that infamous, infamous ball in Brisbane, I yeah. copped it on the boundary, as you can imagine, around the whole of Australia. And this guy gave it to me for about five overs. So I, I just turned around and I just said, like, asked him what his problem was. And he said to me, the only thing that's good about you, Harmison, is your missus. And I just pointed at where the boxes were. I said, well, she's over there. I said, you go and try and live with her. To which all these people are laughing, calling about laughing. And every time I came back after the, after the end of an over, I'd be pointing at him and going, you know, she's over there, you go and... and the whole crowd and that section was on my side. So, yeah. yeah, sometimes it does work for you. And I can imagine sometimes it doesn't. But it must be a goalkeeper thing because, you know, the three goal, three you know, close lads are, are good good friends of mine, uh, Steve Harper, Rob Elliott and Carl Darlow, who's doing well now at Newcastle. They're yeah. all mad keen on the game of cricket. Huge game, keen on the game of cricket. And my, during sort of my time of playing for England, I trained at Newcastle. And so Bobby was the one that got me trained. He, he was the one that let me come in, but also got me to come in and talked about cricket a lot. His, so he was mentor to, to who your manager is now, Jose Mourinho. And we've seen what's happened at Spurs in the, in the training ground on the, on the videos and stuff like that. Are you getting the lads into the game of cricket? You know what? I've always loved it. Um, I'm always, it's, it's, not, it's not a necessarily loved game in, in, in football. Um, especially the kind of higher the level you go now, the more foreign guys. And it's not, you know, the kind of the, the South Americans and the kind of Europeans that are in football don't really know much about the game and they don't understand it. And the hardest thing to explain is a five-day game that doesn't result in a draw. <laughs> but, um, you know, we were talking here and the, the, the gym's kind of perfect. There's not really to, it's quite a big space and we talked that we liked it. So we got a mini set in. Then it got quite serious, and now we play we play really regularly. You know, they, they obviously documented that one bit, but you know that's that's a percent of what goes on with the cricket. Yeah. Who's the who's the boys in there that that didn't to the point where there were non cricketing uh, lovers to the point where you actually pick a bat up and you think ah you actually you could potentially have a little bit of a a little bit of a go here you know in a, in a charity match or wherever who might think you know what sticks and whites on pads on bat on and you didn't you might not love the game but you can actually hit the ball so fits that is um, probably Eric Eric Dyer you know he's obviously English plays for England but grew up in Portugal he claims he's never played before but he's He's coming on leaps and bounds. So if he is telling the truth, then he, he's, he's, he's exceptional considering his cricketing background. Um, Delhi's never really played cricket. He's not bad. And then there's a few of the boys who you know who've picked the bat up before and, and they play well. 
What about the manager? Is he is he an advocate for letting his player and and because there's a lot of you know in in cricket football and warm ups are a nightmare for some managers because some coaches because it's just a recipe for an injury. Is the manager quite happy for you to enjoy your time doing it? You know what? One of the, one of the things I like about him is. You do what you need to do. Obviously, there'll be repercussions if anything stupid happens and we lose a player because of it. But um, if you're not doing any harm and you're doing something positive as a team, then go for it. So, you know, he's, I don't think he's really got an opinion on it. We just we just play. Because um, at the end of the day, we're all kids, aren't we? Men, we don't grow up. We're just going to play sport. Plenty more to come with Steve Harmison in conversation with the Spurs goalkeeper, Joe Harp. You're listening to the Cricket Collective on TalkSport 2 as part of the following on podcast. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. If your passion for travel is on par with your passion for cricket, then I have some excellent news. The ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is being hosted in Barbados this June, which makes it the perfect destination for your summer holidays this year. To make the most of your trip, you can also experience eight matches from the series in Barbados, including England against Scotland and England against Australia. In under a month's time, you could be spending your days exploring the vibrant streets of Bridgetown, drinking rum in the sunshine and experiencing exotic Bayesian delicacies in the culinary capital of the Caribbean. There truly is something for everyone. There's no need to wait a second longer. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados. Truly the best place to be a cricket fan. You're listening to the Cricket Collective on TalkSport 2 as part of the following on podcast and an exclusive interview with the former England goalkeeper Joe Hart. If you missed any of the show so far or wish to catch up, you can listen back to the podcast now available via the free TalkSport app or wherever you get your podcasts. But without further ado, let's return to today's show. Steve Harmison sits down with Joe Hart. This is the Cricket Collective on TalkSport 2. experiences of the game Joe you, you, if you met if you're playing at, at Bunbury so you've played at a decent level going to watch it and watch it now and going to to the grounds is a is there a is there a, a game where the most memorable game you've been to where you think you know I've really enjoyed being at this ground seeing this this happen live I remember when um uh, Peterson scored 100 against the Aussies at Old Trafford down the wicket it's the little push into the leg side what a celebration 
you run out of superlatives when you watch this man bat. And this has been an innings of pure, unadulterated brilliance. That was a really special day. It was a proper day. It was a day off. It was in the summer, so I managed to enjoy it properly. Um, I did test match special with Jonathan Agnew, half cut. So that was that was. <laughs> Sometimes you have to speak to Agus half cut. Well, I never had, so it was just you know I probably wouldn't have done it, but because you know my decision making was a little bit different at the time, so I went and sat down and you know he was like, "Forgive me, I don't really know too much about you or much about football." I was like, it "Couldn't be any more perfect." We just talked cricket, um, yeah, and watched him smash the Aussies everywhere. And you know the you know the new kind of stand at um, the yeah, glass the at Old Trafford. Yeah, we were like we were in a box. We were in a box there. I don't know why. I think it was just at, just next to the press box just before yeah. I did it and we were watching him it, it was good it was a special moment what, what made it special for you? just the occasion understood the, understood the game and the occasion you know the the Ashes is an absolute buzz as a fan so God knows what it's like to play in but as a fan um, it was a really well contested game it was an important game obviously he's a flair player um, so when he plays well it's, it's, it's really exciting and you're cricketing hero growing up? Flintoff, I really enjoyed. Here's a big shout. He's gone. It's the wicket. Andrew Flintoff has turned this game around. He did it with a bat first. First up today. Now with the ball. It was your, it was your team probably that sticks out the most because I, I liked playing it rather than watching it. It wasn't very accessible cricket. It's on Sky now, you, you know, you can watch, you can watch Big Bash. You can watch cricket from all around the world. But I kind of relied on Test matches on on Channel Four as best I could. So. Yeah, it was probably you boys in the 2005 that really, really lifted it off. And this series that's just happened, arguably it's been talked about the greatest series of, of all time, the India-Australia India one. I want to take you to an incident and try and put it into football and context where Ashwin against Payne, two of yeah. them having a bit of banter on the field, right. which probably shouldn't be heard, but it is heard. It's gone around the world. Can you see a deer where in football... There's microphone on a referee or microphone in a goalpost, so people can hear what's going on inside the inside the, the, the box or, or what's happening on the pitch. Because some people think it's great, some yeah. people don't think it's great. Look, I think this is um this is the moment now. If you want to hear anyone saying anything, obviously you know empty stadiums, you can literally hear a pin drop. But you know it, it's funny because people who who will tune into that that moment you're talking about there will think Tim Payne will be devastated, you know, there's all sorts of egg on his face. But like you said, that gets said all day, every day. In mm. It gets said in football as well. And, you know, people, sometimes you talk too much and it goes against you, but it doesn't always get picked up on a mic. But uh, I think it, it brings it brings a positive light to the game. And I'm sure Tim Payne's big enough to shrug it off. I remember during my time training at, say, training at Newcastle and Craig Bellamy would come off and by rate and slag every single player he's played with in that training session off. In the, so I can't imagine what Bellas is saying to the opposition on the pitch and saying how bad they are and how slow they are and things like that. Some people think it's good and some people, you know, maybe it's not like that sort of thing. But you mentioned empty stadiums and what's that, that's, what's that been like? Because I know the cricketers have found it you know, are very, very difficult to to get the sort of key moments in the game where you possibly need the crowd to give you that little bit of injection. It's not there. Yeah, maybe with a with a full day's play, I think it, they'll probably miss it more than us. Um, we're kind of like, you know, we train for around 60 to 90 minutes every day anyway. So I, I suppose it kind of flips into a, a kind of training mode. So it's, we're used to it, technically. Um, you know, the stadium echoes a little bit, but 
football is quite fast paced, so you you can you kind of get lost in the moment anyway. You know, you, you can you can play in front of a hundred thousand people and still be be able to focus. So it's not so difficult to be able to play not in front of everyone and still be able to focus if you if you're not. Know I mean. And he said from Lingard and powered into the net by Delhi Alley. England are on their way to a place in the World Cup semi-final. There was a, a story banded about when um, during England's World Cup, I think it was in 2018 where you're opening the bowling. I think England were playing the quarter-final and you're opening the bowling for Shrewsbury. Yeah. Is it is it that easy now? You mentioned the gaffer, my manager before, Jose Mourinho, saying there's consequences if it doesn't go right. Is there times now where you just think, I'd love a game of cricket? Yeah, you know, I, I'd never been able to play because of my... It was, you know, it was quite an ironic one. that I played a lot for England. I played for years, you know, maybe 10 years. Um, so even the summers were taken up by by tournaments or, you know, extra football. Um, and I've always tried to get a game in. I've never been able to get it. And I was supposed to play the week before. Um, I don't know, weather or something. And then because of it being the England quarterfinal, there was a few available, there were a few spaces for me. And I just had to take it. That was, you know, I wasn't, if I was required for England, obviously I wouldn't be there, but I wasn't. So I sent my best wishes to the boys because I, I love a lot of that team that got there because I, I played with them pretty much right the way through to that final. And then I played a game of cricket, something that I love and really enjoyed. And the the, the abiding memory of you know the, the the grounds that you play in football, you know some of the you know some of the places you've played, seventy five international football matches for England, playing some of the best grounds around the world. Um, is there a cricket ground you you're thinking right? I'd love to play there. I think I'd love to play at Lords. Um, yeah. It just you know it just looks it looks greener than everywhere else. Um, it looks better than everywhere else. It seems like you guys, when you're on that field, it's a different game. Um, yeah, I think I'd, it's the home of cricket, isn't it? The home of cricket, it's great. Lunchtime at Lords is the best. You ask a lot of cricketers, they'll say Lords, and they'll not say it for the for the for the game because it's actually it's a very difficult place to play cricket because of the slope. I don't know if you've ever been on the on the actual outfield at Lords. When you when you when you're on it, when you're on it, you realise how how much of a slope there is from sort of left to right when you're watching it on camera. It's about two metre difference all really? the way down from one from fine leg to fine leg. The, the best way I describe it is if you look at look at pictures of the pavilion and look at the picket yeah. fence and the bricks, there's a huge gap in the difference between you know one end when you're looking straight at it from left to right as you look at it. There's yeah. a huge difference between one end and the other when it, when you look at the fence. And when you're on the when you're bowling on it, it's a it's a very very difficult place to to sort of your lines and lengths have got to be pretty switched on because obviously the the slope goes go into it. But if any cricketer asks, you ask any cricketer, they'll say the lunch is just the lunch time is just phenomenal. You want to be bow, you want to be batting every time just after lunch because the, <laughs> the portions and the everything that you get. As many times I've asked for a couple of overs of Vaughan just before lunch. And then he gets the bowling figures at, at lunchtime and he goes, well, he's bowled eight, he's bowled nine, he's bowled two. And I'm thinking, yes, get me up to eight because I know for a fact I've got at least 40 minutes off after lunch. <laughs> so it is a, it's a great place and, and, and it's a great atmosphere. We've got a quick fire, uh, five questions before you go. Yeah. Um, and I'll, I'll, I'll let you go. Um, one word answers. Batsman or bowler? Bowler. Tests or T20s? Tests. Are England going to win the Ashes in 2021? Yes. If you had, a, if you were a fan going on a World Cup football tournament trip or an Ashes trip, <sighs> Ashes. Army Army. I want to play the football, so Ashes. Ashes. 
Botham, Flintoff or Stokes? Flintoff. Interesting answer. Mate, Joe, thanks very much. I really appreciate your time. And thanks very much. And I'm sure TalkSport listeners will, will enjoy listening to somebody who they see on TV you know, many, many times about in, in the footballing world talking about something that he enjoys and he loves. Thanks very much. A pleasure. Thanks for having me. You've been listening to the Cricket Collective on TalkSport 2 as part of the following on podcast and a conversation between two former England internationals, Steve Harmison sitting down with the Spurs goalkeeper, Joe Hart. If you missed any of the show, you can listen back to the podcast on the following on feed, available via the free TalkSport app. Thanks for listening to the Cricket Collective on TalkSport 2. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. And this is your gentle reminder that Barbados is the best place to be a cricket fan. With eight matches from the ICC Men's T20 Cricket World Cup Series taking place in Barbados this summer, including the final, you can experience the summer of a lifetime by booking today. Aside from immersing in world-class cricket in the sunshine, Barbados is the dream destination for all travel enthusiasts. It is where adventure meets paradise, the culinary capital of the Caribbean, and better still, the birthplace of rum. If you're keen to unite with cricket fans across the globe for what is set to be an unforgettable summer, then head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today.